Hey everybody, welcome to another segment of Everything Goes. I'm a little early, a couple minutes, unusual for me. Usually late to my own show. I've even been told that one day I'd be late for my own funeral. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me either. Anyway, I'll let everybody get in before I carry on with the show. Let me set this up too. Hold on here. Oop, that's a little too high. Cool. <clears throat> wow, everyone's just flock, flocking in here. Good. Welcome, everybody. Welcome for, and thanks for tuning in. Um, yeah, well, everyone's doing that. I will. Um, okay, do this. Give me some time. There we go. There we go. All righty, it looks like the room is filling up pretty quick. Holy jumping. It better be good, eh? <laughs> it better be real good. Anyway, I want to talk about different things and different uh, kind of angles. I want to touch on that football player that got shot, or not shot, he got hit with a, a, a hit, and he went down, and <clears throat> then he got up and he fell down again. So I want to touch a little bit about that because I want to talk about um, predictive programming even, <clears throat> you know, you know, so, hey, I've been having such a hard time catching alive. <laughs> well, you're here. You finally made it. You finally made it. You know, um, I tried to get your emails and send them out, like I said, either the day of earlier in the day or a night before. And um, so I try to make everybody aware uh, that I'm doing the show. So, um, you know, we so that everybody has a chance to come in if they want to ask their questions or just want to be entertained or whatever it is they want to do. Yes, I don't think I've signed up to the email uh, stuff, sadly. Okay, well, just send me an email. All you got to do is send me an email. I'll put you on the list. So whenever I'm doing my pod or my yeah. uh, live stream, um, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, I, you'll get a message, you know, you know, Hey, um, all right. looks like we got a, wow. We filled up that fast. <laughs> All righty, you know, this week we had a situation um, where a football game was going on. I don't know who was playing. I don't pay attention to that crap anymore. Um, um, and the guy got a hit, and he got the hit, got up, kind of shook it off, and then fell back down. And I was presenting a couple shows ago. <clears throat> Everybody go watch the sixth, the sixth day. Yeah, Buffalo Bills. Okay. So when you watch the sixth day and you look at that flick, and I think I put the link in here for the free movie thing, same scenario happened. Same scenario happened. Guy got, there was a football game going on, a high paid uh, performer, and he took a hit. What happened with him was he, he got hit in such a way where he landed on his neck and broke his neck. And he was a $300 million um, investment, $300 million for, to watch 
somebody entertain people by throwing a pigskin around. Imagine that. The value that brings in. Um, uh, hey, Tony, can I put the triangle on my... I wouldn't... I don't think so. Not a good idea. You got to remember, that's going to penetrate right through the body. So if you put it down between your thighs even, it's going to hit... It's going to go up. You don't want to put anything directly on the heart that can cause a... Uh, uh, Interference with the heart's biorhythm. So I know I'm not a good idea. You want to put it on the head, fine. Put it, you know, on the shoulder or whatever, or down by the hip, by, by down by the pelvic region, between the knees, toes, whatever. Then you're fine. You got to remember that pulse or pulses goes about three feet. So if you put it down there by your pelvic area, by your sack. It's going to go up three feet and down three feet. It'll just about hit the whole body just by doing that. Or if, you, or if you even put it under your ass while you're in the tub, it's going to go three feet either way. So if you're sitting in the tub, you're already crunched. So if you put it even down there by between your thighs, it's going to hit the whole body pretty much. That was the reason why we designed this thing. So instead of having to wrap a bathtub with wire, you have this in there. But I wouldn't put it on the heart like that. That's still a direct... Um, putting it directly on the heart, either way, front or back. So no, not I wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest it. Um, um, all right, hi Tony. It's a Brahma from New Jersey. I really need a remedy for migraine headache. When have uh, uh, when you please? If you're married, that's the problem. You'll have to go to Walmart and take a walk. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's not a good idea. Yeah, the whole thing, no. Anyway, uh, migraine headaches can be a cause from a lot of different things. It could be a cause of um, calcium deposits or calcium constriction of the blood vessels, or it could be uh, too much magnesium. So uh, usually I have people start off with magnesium to see if it will open up any constriction going on and then start monitoring what you're eating. There are some things that can trigger a migraine, like tyramine, for instance, and that's found usually in chocolate or wine. So, again, uh, monitor what you're eating and um, go from there. But for now, you can use... Um, I probably combine magnesium with cayenne pepper. Put a little cayenne in the capsule and swallow that with the magnesium and then, uh, you know, see how that works. See if that will open the flow. Uh, so anyway, um, hey everybody, welcome to the show. Welcome. Oh, Cherie's here too. Hey, I didn't even see you come in. Uh, let's see here. All righty. Anyway, get back to that. Um, um, well, uh, you know, guys get migraines because they're married, <laughs> and I get that. <laughs> I did that once too. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> I see you're sneaky. <laughs> you know. Um, but I want to show some kind of connection here too. Um, when we're looking at sci-fi today, don't look at that as entertainment. Look at that as a, uh, for, a foretelling of what's coming or a 
a uh, revelation of what they already have. Okay. It's not just entertainment anymore. Uh, somebody was telling me last night, I was talking to a buddy of mine, and um, he was saying that William Shatner, the guy that started on Star Trek, you know, Captain Kirk, he he came right out and said, yeah, exactly that. These are science. This is science. We are watching science today. These are documentaries of telling us either what they've already had, okay, or they're foretelling us or giving us a revelation of what's coming. So I've seen so many shows from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, that, you know, pretty much the the theme in all these shows have been pretty much the same. The only difference that's been there is the fact that they're showing you more updated versions of the technology that they're working on. What you see they had in the 50s and 60s and what they have today is a little bit more sophisticated. They've had more time to develop it, you know. Um, the... The um, so anyway, when I watched the sixth day, it had bad reviews. It had terrible reviews. But in that in that that documentary, Schwarzenegger was involved with. There's a lot of revelation. So anyway, it starts off. It starts off, and it, and I got a. Uh, it's on the. It's either on the Podbean I did last night or the live show I did the day before. You can see it's a screen wreck. And what you see, what you see is a situation where the guy gets clobbered hard. Broke seven vertebrae in the up, up neck. Basically, it was, a, it was a vegetable. Couldn't move, couldn't, couldn't do anything. So I guess at the time they hadn't developed the neural link yet. You know, like they did in the, in the sci-fi upgrade where the guy had the same situation. They put a neural link inside. He was able to walk, talk, and do all kinds of things. But the problem there was the AI took over. So anyway, um, um, so anyway, when we're watching these things, you see this happen. A guy gets shattered, and then they terminate him on the way from the stadium to the hospital. And then I show another scene where um, they're showing a scenario where the guy will be back next week to play the game. It was a minor injury. <laughs> you know, whatever. So... Um, Uh, oh, you're talking about the, the peroxy, peroxy uh, acid, peroxyacetic acid. Uh, when we put one quarter cup of the vinegar and peroxide in the bucket, do we need? No, you can just try it on its own. Um, I've been doing something else with the buckets using th that formulation there, the peroxyacetic uh, acid. And I've been using the spike instead of the magnetic pulse. And I've seen way more stuff come out. So... Yeah, try it. See what it does. I haven't tried it yet with the uh, EMP part of it. I've just been using the electrical surge or electrical, uh, sorry, electrical spiking. So the spiking, it does seem to have a, a more impacting effect. So give it a go. See what happens. I haven't got that far. I just looked at the, I looked at the research and I'll get into that in the show a little bit later. Um, when we're looking at the, um, 
the event that took place. A guy died. They brought him back through cloning. And he was going to continue playing the following week. A lot of people, my buddy was saying that when he looked at that game and he, and he took the hit, he said he's taken hits and he said that was really a minor hit. It wasn't that it, it wasn't as bad as it looked. And when and he got up and he was going to shake it off and then he fell back down again. He said he think he thought that they turned him off. And I think the same thing. All these people that took these injections do not do not understand the full nature of what they did. Basically they they're a remote they're connected to a remote control. So if they decide to hit the button, uh, well, I I totally agree. If it if it was, uh, I think the fact he was already compromised, but I think they they may have hit the switch on him too. I it looked like they hit the switch on him. Either, I mean, he got straight up. He was ready to walk away, and he just fell square on his ass and 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 took and was like he was disconnected. Like they took away his um, they took away um um. His controls. They took over his autonomous nervous system. Shut right down. Um, there was another show that showed something similar where, um, uh, I forget the name of the show now, but The Rock and this guy named Jason, somebody's a star, they were fighting this transhumanized male that they gave super enhancements, was connected to an artificial intelligence, and he was getting his ass handed to him. Um, and what wound up happening was at the end, they just terminated his program. And when they terminated his program, he pretty much was finished. You know, um, I think we're going to see a lot more of this. You know, I've been saying that the next wave is going to be a bad one. It's going to be coming from the air. So I would encourage everybody to build a spike or I get the uh, uh, surge and purge whether you get a portable or you get the big one whatever and, and keep that close make sure you keep your immune system fortified with zinc copper vitamin c quercetin alpha lipoic acid uh, grapefruit seed extract um iodine essential oils i mean make sure you you're on your game here uh calendula or calendula marigold Apparently has anti-genotoxic effects. You might want to start drinking that tea. Look up herbs that can protect the genetic code. If you've not been injected, then you need to be on your game, even in regarding to uh, what you're taking to fortify the DNA, the genetic code in your chromosomes. That's where the that's where the control mechanisms are in your body. Uh, yeah. Uh, even even not just soccer players, golf players, cricket players, people all over the planet that are playing sports, you know, they're pretty much being shut off, terminated, or again, you know, they, they're getting, they're feeling the effect. You know, I, and I've seen this too, where in the soccer, they're running and it gets into a corner and the play is stopped and the guy takes a walk and plop on the floor. Even being around the injected, and their shedding can have a problem for you. This is why I'm saying be up on your game. You know, hey, you made it. Kimberlina made it. Yahoo. She's here. See, she got off the brandy. 
All these people that drink brandy, I don't know. <laughs> so like I said, okay, in yesterday's show on the podcast, you will find a formulation to help break down graphene. Now, I discovered it per, uh, uh, by accident. I was looking at a, uh, okay, tequila. Or <laughs> Kimberly drinks tequila too. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, I was looking at a research where they were where they were creating some kind of um, uh, polymerized nano construct, and they wouldn't use any kind of oxidizing agent. Oh, isn't that something? Oxygen, and I realized so oxygen and carbon, they, they neutralize each other. And then they, were, then they got into just talking about this peroxyacetic acid. So then I decided to take a look at this, took a look, take a walk on the wild side here. Let's take a look. They're not even using this because they're afraid that it's going to cause a problem with the integrity of the, of the graphene or the graphite. So let's take a let's take a walk on the let's take a look at this. So I looked at it, and and then when you look at it's either parasitic acid or peroxyacetic acid, and you look, it's even more potent than sodium hypochlorite. It's even more potent than um, um, vinegar or, or peroxide on their own. It's funny how when you add vinegar to bleach or peroxide, it changes the potency and the effect. Of what it can do. So what winds up happening with the peroxide? Hey, how you doing? Um, is it turns it into a superoxidant? Superoxidant. I said, oh yeah. So let's see what we can do. So I decided to make some, and I've been putting it in my water, and I put it in my bucket. And again, I will have to do a video where we show you how to take your spike and make your bucket a super duper pooper trooper that will knock out the nanotechnology. Anyway, when I did use it, I did use it while I was doing the bucket, and I noticed I had uh, longer fibers that were coming out of my leg. And the other thing I did notice with it too is it opened up the oxygen flow to the lower extremities. And it's on an alkalinity level, this is where Sherry will like this, uh, at 8.2. So that means it's really powering up your cells. So now you're getting charged, your cells are getting charged, and things are working. So anyway, I um, uh, there's some studies just, um, saving the, the fluorines of graphene with sodium. Uh, it should work if you combine it with vinegar. If you combine it with vinegar, I, I can't see it doing it on its own. It won't be as effective. It seems like if you look at the studies on bleach and chlorine and bleach and peroxide, because they're both bleaches, or not bleach and peroxide, sorry, vinegar and peroxide, Peroxide, chlorine, sodium hypochlorite, borax, they're all bleaches. So it seems like when you add the vinegar to any of those components, it seems to amp, like, puts, it's like uh, peroxide on steroids. Uh, sodium hypo, hypochlorite on steroids. So I can't really see it on its own. It may, it may create an oxidation effect. It may break up some of the smaller particles. Who knows? Um, uh, yeah, if you, I got some of the studies. I'll send them off to you. You can take a look at them. Um, they even say that this combination is even better than the hypochlorite to put into the water system because when it breaks down, all that's left is water. So it's a win-win. Um, 
You're going to add vinegar to what? HCL or HO? HO I don't know. I think I think you mean HCL. Okay. Um, um, for treating and curing lung cancer, which is better? The aspirin, vitamin C, or just turpentine? Which do you think would work better? Uh, there's no answer for that. There really is no answer for that. It all depends on the, how the person responds to whatever you give them. Uh, you know, I can give somebody the cancer remedy that we used to use for 40 years, 35 years, and eight out of 10 people, it worked really well. It didn't work too good on lung cancer, but it did work on all the other ones. Um, I usually go with aspirin right away, and I would still use CNNAC with it, and I'd probably use all four, to be honest with you. Uh, that's just where you're hitting it from all different angles. But as far as which is the better one, you can't really... When people ask me that question, there is no real answer to it, really. I have seen people that will use, for instance, magnesium citrate and magnesium malate and magnesium ascorbate and magnesium um, acetate and get great results. And I've seen people use that same type, those same types of magnesium and get zero. And then you give them some shitty magnesium oxide and bang, it works. And magnesium oxide is one of the poorest absorbable magnesium. So you really can't say which is best. It's whichever they respond to. Well, do make make the mixture like we showed you. Take one ounce to five ounces of oil and have her do a teaspoon several times a day. You know, um, see how it goes. See how it goes. But aspirin is, is uh, again, reportedly, uh, if someone has either breast, uh, not breast, uh, lung cancer or uh, pancreatic cancer, aspirin is the first thing I go to. You know, so uh, I was reading... Interesting study on black seed oil and lung. Yeah, and other types of cancer. Do you have any? Yeah, black seed oil works well with that too. That was another one that you could do. The thymoquinine in it seems to have a, a potent effect on it. Um, some of the essential oils that are tree-based, like uh, balsam fir, Siberian fir, um, uh, cypress, uh, pine, Scots pine, they seem to also have an effect. Well, Technically speaking, spruce, uh, Scots pine, or Scots pine, uh, which is spruce. Um, no. Um, shit, I'm getting Scots spruce tree, essential oil, pine, uh, balsam fir. These are all type of turpentine. That's what they really are. So they they, they do work. So, yeah, I, I would say go for it. How much turpentine should... Uh, take care of it. Well, if she's got cancer, she's got to do a therapy every uh, more than once a day. And if you're going to fight something like cancer, you're not doing something five or six times a day, then you may as well just piss in the wind. Nothing's going to get done. You know, uh, even if you took vitamin C, you would have to be taking five grams every three hours just to, again, to get on top of that. If you're taking NAC and vitamin C, for instance, you would be taking... 2.5 grams of NAC with 5 grams of uh, vitamin C every 3 hours. You know, it doesn't matter what therapy you use. You, again, if, you, if you're doing a turpentine with oil every 3 hours, you know, it's or you're just wasting your time. And you got to change the diet too. No bread, no pasta. There's a whole protocol I give people about what they should be eating and not eating when they're in the uh, um, when they're doing that. Does cannabis oil with THC kill cancer? Yes, it does. 
Uh, I have sent down to New York City from here uh, 85% THC content, and she had a tumor in her breast, and within 30 days, it shrunk it down to the size of a pencil head. So, uh, yeah, it does work. It can work. So, yeah, these are things that you, these are other alternatives that you can use. Um, but like I said, which is the best one? And again, like I said, it all depends what they respond to. Some respond really well with the cannabis, some don't. Some respond with the vitamin C and NAC combinations, some don't. Some respond with the cancer formula that we show you on YouTube, some don't. You know, it's, there's no, it all depends what the epigenetic factors are that cause that, you know. And today, more and more, when I'm looking at cancer today, I'm not looking at it like I did 30 years ago either. Um, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So again, get them on that. Um, so yeah, a lot of things, you know, it depends. Sometimes, you know, you give people the stuff and it works right away and you're, and you you know, you're glad and you're happy. And sometimes they say it's not doing anything. So then you got to come up with an alternative, you know, and sometimes it's good to have multiple alternatives. There is a book out. I've got it on file somewhere. There are over 250 cures for cancer. They're all different. Now, some of them won't work today at all because the nature of most cancers today has to do with the uh, nanotechnology and the nanobiotech, the damage it's doing to the cells, the mutations causing the body. Um, on top of that, we're getting hit with uh, uh, microwave frequencies. Excuse me. So um, we're in a different world today. Back in the early 1900s, they would use baking soda to take out cancer. They would use cream of tartar to take out cancer. They would use arginine to take out cancer. Um, there was another one that they would use, and turpentine to take out cancer. You know, and within a short time, people would recover. Today, we're in a different world, totally different world. So a lot of those remedies back in those days don't work like they used to. You think the spike machine has an effect on, yeah, definitely. There were studies done years ago, back in the 60s, um, where they were even using lasers, where they would hit somebody with a high-impact laser, which is basically an EMF, electromagnetic field, and within a week, the cancers were gone. See, but again, dealing with cancer, you have to deal with it, again, as a causative, not as a result. Cancer is the result of, of uh, the body being imbalanced. And like I said, I've seen people be too acidic and have cancer, and I've seen people too, being too alkaline and have cancer. So uh, I lean more toward giving the, giving the body the charge it needs. You know, I think that's really where it boils down to. When the electrical, electrical uh, in the cells are not functioning and they're optimal, you know, or they're being overcharged and, and, and causing major breakdown, so, like I said, I think we have to look at cancer from that perspective more so today than ever because of the fact that our, our cells are embedded, heavily embedded with nanotechnology and with all these frequencies hitting our bodies in, um, uh, with uh, uh, radiation, magnetic radiation, it's creating mayhem and mutations in the system. And again, we, our systems are constantly at, at a, in battle. We're always fighting something. There's no rest. Okay, uh, you know, whether you're sleeping, whether you're awake, whether you're outside or inside, 
you know, we're breathing nanites. We're eating nanites. We're, we're drinking nanites. We got uh, chemicals that we're using as hygienic products are loaded with nanites. That's just the nanite part of it. Then we're eating genetically modified foods, whether you think so or not. Again, nothing's organic anymore. It's all been contaminated either with some form of genetic uh, engineering or some sort of genetic modification. Again, and it's hopping from plant to plant, just like this, these injections are. So when we're looking today, even on a dietary level, again, you're being assaulted. Uh, our lifestyles, the way we live, how we're living today, we would have been better off with, without this technology, to be honest with you. The very, the very thing that we're using to even do the show has has negative impacts on our on our health, you know. So it's one of those things that we have to, like I said, start thinking in the correct sequence of genetics. Everything I look around me that I've been seeing for the last probably over a year and a half has been indicative of the fact that our genetic code is the key to our health more than ever. And we've been corrupting that, you know, having a conversation earlier with somebody uh, about my adventures in London, Ontario when I was younger. And looking back now, at the time, seemed like a good idea. Mm. Sharing DNA, but exchanging DNA. But, uh, <laughs> but looking back at it now, that wasn't such a good deal. I want to talk about this a little bit because I was talking with a buddy of mine yesterday about this. Uh, actually, I was talking to somebody in Japan about this, about genetics. Every time we have engaged ourselves with somebody in a DNA exchange, you become connected with whoever they also have had an exchange with DNA, both men and women. doesn't matter whether it's the guy you know, uh, checking the oil or the gal topping it off one or the other you're sharing that connection those connections because we were thinking oh, i was talking to claudine that's what i was talking to we were, i was because we were talking about this and why everybody why everybody is so easily today uh swayed to just follow this shit without thinking because if everyone is connected it's like a hive a genetic hive all, everyone's now sharing everyone's genetic code. So it's a lot easier. Once you get a handful of them to cross over, everybody will follow. It's it's almost like there's a direct link genetically to whoever, with everyone that, that's been around everyone. And, um, uh, well, you know, I got to kind of keep it somewhat <laughs> normal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not saying you shouldn't like DNA exchanging, but I think that we should limit who we exchange it with. Okay, that's my, I look back, and like I said, my thinking goes into a whole different world of shit. Maybe that was a shapeshifter I was exchanging my DNA with. Maybe that was a robotoid. I mean, that's how I think now. <laughs> back then, hey, dessert. That's rock. You know, that's the way it was back then. So, you know, men were men, men were men and women were excited, you know, that kind of thing. Um, uh, yeah, for sure. There's that as well. What a, what, 
what a slut. Well, you know, there may be some truth to that too, but you got to also remember that they were they were the one pursuing. I just agreed. <laughs> hey. Mm. <laughs> but the point I'm trying to get across here is this. This is, there's, I mean, the more you dig into genetics, the more you begin to realize the, the power of the genetic connection. And the more you realize why, you know, um, um, uh huh. <laughs> now I I bet you feel the need to run around kicking a soccer ball all the time. Oh, <laughs> uh, when we're looking at that whole thing, you know. This is why in so many circumstances, you know, that we're seeing people just going along because of that connection. You know, they're not thinking, they're not worried about anything. They're just saying, well, so-and-so did it, I'm going to do it. And again, there's something to that. Um, and I think when you get whole communities, like these smaller communities, um, um, they've got nothing better to do than to get, you know, a buzz or a an exchange going on uh before you know it the whole town is <laughs> i'm surprised she admitted it <laughs> you know uh... <laughs> the um there is that aspect of it you know, sometimes when you get around certain people, you feel like there's a connection there. It may not be because you uh, the connection may not be what we sometimes think is a spiritual thing. I don't go into that spiritual stuff too much because, again, some of that is just uh, what is spiritual sometimes isn't really spiritual. I'll just put it that way. But what is, what is happening is sometimes is the people that you're clustering with have all been connected in some way or some fashion because of a genetic exchange. One person is genetically exchanging with 10 other people, and those 10 are exchanged with another 10, other, and it continues. So before you know it, you're all linked up. You know, when I was in London, Ontario, uh, somebody I know lives there, uh, I was talking to somebody there that had been there like all their lives, many generations. And she was saying in London, and again, at the time, there was like about 300,000 people in the, in the London surrounding area, that everyone there was related. After a hundred years of non, of not going anywhere and just just staying within the the confine, confines of the border of London, Ontario, that everybody there was pretty much related because they all had each other's gene over over a century. That's why it's always good to have a fresh fresh uh, supply of genetics, <laughs> which I happens to provide when I lived there. <laughs> anyway. So like I said, it's really important that, again, um, in everything that we're doing today, if you're going to be genetically engaged, it better be permanent. You know, it better be solid and permanent. No more bullshit of, well, it didn't work out and I'm going to find another one. You know, it, it, uh, you cannot risk that factor anymore, especially today, because now today, not only do you have that genetic co encoding being implemented into your DNA, if they also have had some sort of uh, genetic alteration and you engage, 
it too is going to have a major effect and impact on your DNA. So you got to remember, like today, they have in every every situation, they have found a way to corrupt your code. You know that's why you want want to think take things that have an anti genotoxicity or anti DNA damaging. You know, like for instance, everyone's they're selling this colloidal silver. It's all on a nano scale. Well, that colloidal silver they're selling in the health food stores causes DNA strand breakage. And I've got one report that says that when you are using uh, nano uh, silver, there are some bacterium that have been able to circumvent that. As a matter of fact, they've adapted to it and they now and actually are, um, get around it. So not everything you're hearing about nano silver being the super duper pooper trooper is what is, is cracked up to being. Um, um, well, send me the email. You know, send me the email. See what you got. You know, uh, ionic fields do have a, a again to. I got two ionizers in my in my place here all the time. So when people come in, I have it on, or they leave, I turn it on. You know, plus I got an ozonator. So yeah, anything that's ionic should should be able to, depending on how powerful it is too. You know, and I mean it may be good for a small area, big. I don't know what you have, so I don't know what what you're what you're dealing with. But yeah, ionic fields are you know. I wear an ionizer wherever I go. So again, it puts a 50 foot uh, barrier around me. So if anybody comes within that field, they're, again, they're also being ionized. Um, that kind of thing. Uh, is ozone vapor harmful to the lung tissue? In short term, no. Uh, in, and again, depending on how, what the output of your device is too. Long term, yeah, you'll feel. I sat with my ozonators, and after about a half hour, I had to turn them off and open up the windows because it was starting to fry my lungs. So, because again, it's creating oxidation. So, yeah, it can be a long term, definitely. Uh, um, okay. Um, I'll, I'll type it in here. Hold on. Hey, Tony, my mother has fluid in her ear that's causing headaches. What remedy works to heal this? Um, have her use hot spices, ginger, uh, pepper, whatnot, help dry it up. Um, fluid in the air. There was something that you could use. I'm not trying to think what it was. Um, hot spices for sure. You can have her do a tiptoe heel bounce, where she gets on her tiptoes and drops to her heels to see if that will jar it out. Uh, do not put any more fluid in there. Don't even put oil in there. Um, you may want to put a essential oil of any kind, uh, uh, clove, uh, pine, balsam fir, um, dip it on a Q-tip and gently just put it on the surface or just inside the ear. That will break down any acts that may be blocking the flow of the fluid to come out. Um, but do not put peroxide in the ear. Do not put any, because again, it's not going to mix it. And it, that doesn't normally work too well either. Um, yeah, you can do that. Moline and garlic oil. No, not, no, not oil. Not this time. Um, because if the water is trying to get out, you're putting the oil there. It's not going to be able to get through it. So you might, you need more of a solvent. So 
Um, and you can dilute the solvent, you know, uh, uh, or just put like a drop in some alcohol and put it on the, and then dip your Q-tip after you mix it and just dab the inside. You need a solvent to break the wax barrier so that it can come out. And a lot of times there's a, there's a canal that goes down along the neck that's connected to that as well. And that's usually where a lot of that gets trapped and congested. Uh, you can also have her uh, breathe in through the nostrils, uh, peppermint essential oil, uh, savory, thyme, uh, any of the tree uh, oils that'll help. Uh, you say gelatin with eggs is good. How about, yeah, well, uh, gelatin and collagen are the same thing. You know, uh, it, it, yeah, it's the same thing. The, the difference between gelatin and collagen is they hydrolyze the, the gelatin so that it's more, it breaks down a lot easier, but it's the same thing, you know, and one costs more because you're adding another procedure to it, but they're no different. If you look at the profile, they're identical, um, you know, so, uh, hold on a second. Here. Okay, so my email's in there in the uh, show here. So just send me an email with what you got. Okay. Um, there you go. There you go. It's important. And again, I can't stress this enough about the genetics in our genome. Because that is the game. You know, when you're looking, when you think about what's going on today with this technology, they're basically trying to get us to surrender our God identification and to take their identification. I was listening to something the other day where they were saying that in the future, if you don't have the, the if you're not digitized in the system, you will no, you will no longer be, uh, you won't be able to do anything in the system. And I said the same thing, you know, um, in regarding to, uh, if you're having gold and silver, it's not going to have any, any place, any place you're going to be able to use it in the city. Any advice for long-time smoker who can't quit asking for a friend? Um, there was a product out years ago. It was a Rhodiola product. Uh, it had five of the uh, um, rosevins and salicides, and there was five different antioxidants to it. That one specifically when you took it and you and you consumed it if you lit up a cigarette it would make you want to put it out it would give you that kind of reaction the other thing i have people use as well if they're trying to quit smoking is to take niacinamide 500 milligrams and do it every couple hours what they're what they're responding to isn't the nicotine so much it's the um uh, is the, um, uh, the, the 4,000 chemicals they're putting into tobacco. And what happens when you light up a cigarette, the nicotine gets converted into codeine. And codeine, again, acts as a re, re, uh, rebooting of the brain, but, actually, but it's a stimulant. So it stimulates the system so that it will take these components and, again, you upload them. So what you need to do is to take some form of nice, some form of B3, and niacinamide is the mildest of the bunch. So that you take that, 
it can offset some of the craving and allow, again, for the body to recover. So what she could also do to help quit, okay, on my website, I have a link there called Drug Free. You can apply the same principles to quitting smoking. So basically what you do is you take a supplement regimen of a B-complex and a specific B3 or whatever, B12, and then you take a nap. And when you take that nap, this is when the craving of, of, the, uh, of the chemicals hit the body, your body is able not to respond. And so as a result, you begin, begin to diminish the uh, level that you have in your system. So after a while, the cravings become less and less and less. That's what she's craving. So again, if you go to augmentinforce.50webs.com, you will see a link there called Drug Free. Download the information and apply it. Is this Rodeola Receipt? Yeah, it's a Rodeola Receipt. I forget the company that put it out, but I had a woman that had the same problem. She um, was smoking and she couldn't quit. She just, you know, just when the urge hit her, she had to light up. Uh, so what happened was she took this form of Rodeola and when she took it, every time she lit up, it was like her body just said, blah, you know, like, blah. And so she would take two puffs and put it out. So within a six-week time frame, she was able to quit, you know. Uh, so, again, that, that it, it, again, it helped. Well, um, like I said, in today's time, things are a little different, you know. Uh, it's it's a little different. What do you recommend to shrink fatty tumor uh, for a nine-pound dog? Uh, is located on the right side between the front leg and the ch chest. Uh, I'd probably get him get him on lipase enzymes. There is a there is a um, shit. I think the company's called Diane Diane Enzymes. I don't know where you're located, but anyway, get him on the eight X. Protolytic enzyme, and then get them, go to cheesefactory.com and get the lipase and use that in the food and then take sunflower lecithin or do the salt pack, either one, and apply it to the, uh, the fat uh, tumor and it should break it down. Change the diet. I don't know what you're feeding the dog, but if it's out of a can bag or a box, eliminate. You know, eliminate. The dog eats real meat, real fish, real chicken, real duck, real eggs, whatever, you know. But that's what uh, I would give the dogs. I've had uh, pets, people with pets uh, uh, come with me, and sometimes I even tell them to put the lipase on the uh, tumor. So, uh, but yeah, the diet has to change. Get them on enzymes. Um, um, and what I mean by changing, don't feed the dog only vegetables. They're, they do not have a digestive system to break down vegetables unless they're raw, raw, raw. Um, you know, don't give, don't mix anything like that with it. You know, a lot of times these tumors come from, from the fact that they can't process the foods they're eating or there's something in the food they're eating that has triggered like hormone, chemicals, glyphosates, whatever. Okay. So, all right. So let me get back to genetics. I mentioned on some of the shows that if you look at John 3, 3, John 3, rather, not 3.3. 3. John, John 3.3 3 talks about being born again. And after he explains what that means, Jesus explains what that means. When you're looking at that, the, the reference there, one must be born of water and the spirit, that you couldn't, you couldn't be talking any more genetics than right there. Okay, so when the Pope is saying that he'll be able to baptize 
Um, aliens, well, I don't know who, <laughs> where he's getting it from. Sure as hell not from the Bible. So, and if you look at the Bible, the theme of genetics is all through the Bible. If you look at the genealogy, genealogy, genealogy of Jesus in Matthew and Luke. Apparently, it's important to understand genetics because it's all, I mean, they emphasize that in those two books. Indicating where he came from, you know, his lineage. So it's important. Uh, what about baptizing clones? Yeah, there you go. Well, they need a bath, you know. They got to wash like everybody else. So, you know, it won't matter. I mean, it won't matter much what they do, but, <laughs> you know. Um, okay. Um, you know, it's important when you're seeing something like that in the Bible. And you go into the Old Testament. I'm not, I don't encourage the Old Testament until you've read the New Testament. But if you've gone that far and you look at the Old Testament, you see a lot in like in the Kings and Chronicles and other places, the, the, the genealogy of all these people, where they came from. The genetics was important. It's important to sustain the genetic code. Now, I'm not saying they all did this, but again, uh, it, it's in the, it's indicative of the fact that something there's something about that. Ah, from Sweden. Glad you made it. Um, Yanni's in here somewhere. He's from Switzerland, so you you, you got a neighbor right next door. Um, uh, so again, you know, even when even in the in a polygamous relationship, when you got one guy and ninety nine women, I don't know what man would want to do that, but anyhow. If, as long as it is staying within that whatever, whatever you want to call that, um, it's not going to it's not going to get corrupted because all you have is that and that, and it's not going anywhere. But once it starts mingling here and there and changing this and changing that, that's when things begin to go rangy. That's why I always say on these shows, you know, if you're a guy, keep it packed. If you're a gal, keep them crossed. Because it's important. Because you don't want your genetic code to be to be um, uh, violated as well, you know. Uh, when I did the show the other day and talking about the um, um, was it boys from Brazil? Um, that's called a concubine. Okay. <laughs> That could work, you know, in one way. If the guy's got a 100-acre farm and he's got 99 women and they all work an acre, perfect. <laughs> that could work. <laughs> Mormon called them wives, eh? <laughs> I, just would say I would just say they were slaves <laughs> connected by a genetic code. No, I don't want a hundred girls. No way would any man in the right mind would want that. I think Solomon went, was insane. Insane. He had nine hundred. I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> I think after a while you'd be, you'd be getting kind of tired of even looking at. Oh, geez, another one. No, hundred. No, 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 no. I think one is too much sometimes. You know. Anyway, uh, must be the brandy talking. <laughs> 
Yeah, there you go. <laughs> 900 mother, mother-in-laws. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but you got to remember, he was a king, so he could have got him executed. So they wouldn't, they wouldn't be all mouthy with him. No, I, I think any man that says that they want, you know, more than one, I think they're crazy, to be honest with you. Unless, like I said, you got a farm and you, and you put each one on an acre, then no problem. <laughs> they won't see each other. They'll have their own acreage. They'll work it. You know, they're all, they're, they'll be content. That kind of thing. Um, but in all seriousness, we have to really look at, um, uh, we have to look at, like I said, protecting your code. It's very important that you really pay attention to it. <laughs> Why? Do you want to be a concubine? <laughs> You'll get an acre. <laughs> Um, the other thing I want to talk about too is again, uh, spyware. I'm gonna get into that a little bit. Tony, you got for your recommendation, Arduino ionizer, it's rechargeable, and I just received it today. Very much looking forward to trying it out. It's a bit larger than my portable that I ordered off Amazon, but it looks like it's much better. Oh, yeah, well, they had two of them, uh. B the light got me to look at it, and I got the first one, which was a black one. It was battery operated, and it worked good. I still have it, but uh, I was looking at the rechargeable. Now this is great because I can run it, go out and you know do my thing, run it, and then plug it to my computer, and it can charge up. So the next time I'm ready to go, it's got a full charge. So the batteries do last a long time, and if you buy the, uh, if you go to Amazon, you can buy the. Um, lithium chargers uh, for batteries again they can plug into your computer or port and um uh they again um they work good they re really work good uh in fact that thing is so powerful that when it releases the ions you can actually smell them you know the black one i had didn't do that but this one mine is a white one you know someone's gonna call me a white supremacist now but anyway i got a white one and it um, it's powerful. It really is powerful. Like I said, it, I, at times you can smell the ozone, so it it'll let you know that it's working. Um, I was watching something today from uh, which one are we talking about? Ah, uh, there's a company called Ween or Wine Ween Win, W E I N. It's uh, oh hell, what's it called? Here, hold on. Oh shit, there's no name on it. Anyway, um. See here. Give me a second. Uh, it's called the AS300R. Um, the AS300R has a 50-foot range of circumference that it puts around you. Um, so when you go out and about, get all these shedders running around. Um, it has a uh, it has a protective. I can't believe this. <laughs> it has a protective effect um I'm just gonna let that ring um bought the bathroom one and makes me feel queasy well i mean if you're in the bathroom and you got it running and because the area is so small i mean when you look at the as 300 they tell you it puts a 50 foot range around you so if you got a a, a, a home base it's going to, yeah, or is AS300? Okay, AS300, sorry. AS300, uh, it, um, 
it it it's gonna it's gonna saturate the the area pretty quick. So if you're in there, just turn it off. You know, then turn it back on when you go out. I mean, take a dump or do whatever. You know, hit do your shit and get out, and then put that thing on, and then it'll it'll sanitize the air again. So yeah, if it's that strong, I would definitely um, uh, uh, in and out. You know, I I turn my uh, I got ionizers. I got two of them, and I got two ozonators, three ozonators. And so when somebody comes in, I'll, I'll have one ionizer running or I'll wait till they're gone. I'll put them both on and I'll put the ozonators on for probably about 15 minutes. The place is saturated, <laughs> saturated. So, it, and then again, I'll shut them off. Yeah. So, yeah, anything you can do, again, to protect your genetic code, you know, anything you can do. Your DNA, your your chromosomes, you know, keep that in mind. You know, like I said, if you are going to engage, it better be with just one, you know, and they better be on board with what's going on. You know, uh, I had a gal contact me that, you know, her, um, her husband went and bought a 5G but didn't want to shut it off. Now, obviously, this guy doesn't have a clue about life or what's going on with that. Uh, now she's suffering as a result of, of a bad decision. So uh, I think things are going to change as well, even with people in current relationships. Uh, if one wakes up and one doesn't, there's probably going to be a split somewhere, unless the other person uh, looks at what's really going on. It doesn't matter which end. It doesn't matter which end. So, like I said, you know, it, everything is going to change because most of our decisions that we made, we made while we were asleep. So now that everyone's waking up, it's going to change everybody's perspective on all kinds of different venues. Um, yeah, it should. I crafted a copper hat from copper wire and tape. Yeah, it'll work. I made one out of a copper mesh. It, it did a good job uh, blocking a lot of stuff. So, yeah, put it under your toque and nobody will know the difference. Um, again, we were most of us were asleep. So a lot of decisions that we have made yeah, is it, going to come to bite us in the ass, literally. You know, um, so the, like I said, be very, very on your game in regarding to protecting yourself here. Like I said, going out, even just going out. To a, uh, a restaurant or to a, uh, a, a grocery store, if you're still visiting a pub, going out to a pub, you know, you got to wear these kind of things. You got to have protection. Eventually, it's going to get to a point where there's going to be the unvaccinated bars, the unvaccinated restaurants, the unvaccinated stores, and those who are jabbed, you know, and those who are unvaccinated are going to go shopping here and take their business there. You know, uh, okay, up above, I got in the about section there. Okay, you got all those people there that are doing something. You got Yanni's in there, fire medics in there, Cherie's in there, uh, Fiona's in there, I'm in there. Okay, so as a group, everybody would try to support them. Now, if you got a group of people doing things, whether they're selling shoes, repairing shoes, uh, selling underwear, selling shoelaces, selling combs, selling, you know, the anything. It doesn't matter what it is, clothing, whatever. Now, all these groups should be supporting every other group to keep us economically uh, fortified. 
everybody like okay you need this from this group you need that from that group you need this from this under entrepreneur that's where it's got to go and again if it's all done through mail big deal it's it's done that way or if you have a shop you know and you're, and you're inviting people uh, or you're having just basically a cash and carry with different whatever uh well i don't see any way around it modern segregation i don't see any way around it to be honest with you it's either you go where everyone goes and if they keep on taking these injections and these bioweapons and it, and again it further creates a dynamic of spread and shed or shed and spread then you know what choice do you have how many of you actually feel comfortable going out for a walk anymore or just going anywhere anymore knowing that people all around you may be shedding and spreading whatever it is inside of them i don't even like going to the post office i mean here in canada i don't know about everywhere else but here in canada when you go to the post office you got to walk into the post office you get fumigated when you walk in because they got this cosmetic crap over there so you're getting a whap of toxic chemicals just as you walk in so if there if someone is spreading and shedding that should kill everything <laughs> Then you got to walk to the post office. Sometimes you're in line with people. Then you got to walk through the, to get out, you got to go through the um, cashier. So that's a lot of exposure. And a lot of people walking into these drugstores just to get the mail. So it, again, I not, I'm not uh, overly excited about doing that. Uh, even going shopping, um, I usually go at a time when there's minimal people when they, I go in there. The other day I went to the liquor store. A uh, friend of mine sent me a card. So I went and got some alcohol for extraction purposes. And um, I was the only one in the store. I was so surprised at liquor store. So, wow, no contamination here. <laughs> you know, uh, tip, clean your nose and some oil, like nostril to catch particles, then clear it out when you get home. Uh, well, you don't need to do that. You know, you really don't need to do if you're wearing these ionizers you really don't need to do that they they actually will again discharge a lot of those particulates that you're, you're exposed to and again you're protecting yourself from the shedding you know the, the shedders that are spreaders that's what you're you're doing eventually like i said you're going to need you're going to you're going to have to wear a, a rubber suit when you go out eventually you know the way things are going uh people set apart yeah uh, I think that's where it's going. But doesn't that government want for the vaccinated to mingle with the... Yeah, what the government wants, I really don't give a flying fuck about, to be quite honest with you. You know, they're not the ones that are going to suffer. So, like I said, when you're looking at... When you're looking at the... Um, when you're looking at your health, your genetic code, your DNA, the government has not done any favors to us for the last three years. In Canada, in old Canada, we have a government here that's encouraging suicide. Why would I listen to them? We have a government in here trying to educate our, our, our kids in the elementary level about pedophile activity. How to, how to masturbate. You know, what's your genitalia all about? Watch your father jack off in the corner. I mean, this is what they're teaching them here. So why would I listen to a government like this? It's, not, it's corrupt. It's demonic. So I really don't care what they want. It's what I want at this point. And everybody better have that attitude. You know, it's your DNA. That's how I look at it. You do, you do as you see fit in this. Uh, now, if you have no choice, 
fine. You got to you got to bite the bullet, but then afterwards try to again disengage. Um, uh, yeah, in today's times, it's not a good idea. I think to bring anything anybody into this world anymore. Not the way it's going. And with the um, in Canada and in the U.S. and other places in Europe. Uh, where they're bringing in, in an immigration policy that's designed to wipe out anything of European descent um, is not a good idea either. I'm not a racist by any stretch of the imagination, but when I see that they're exterminating a culture or a race of people with fluctuation of, of uh, people from other parts of the world that have absolutely no, no, cont no contribution to... Uh, coming to the country, in fact, bleeding the resources even further. Um, I have a problem with that. I have a problem with paying for somebody coming over here that has nothing to offer really, except to get on the social programs that we have going on here as well. So we've got a lot of problems in this country. Thank God I, I, I uh, there you go. Uh, yeah, it is the same agenda all over the world, you know. I feel sorry for Belgium, I think Sweden, and there was another country, maybe it was Switzerland, that were the first ones to have uh, felt the wrath of that. The women were getting raped. The government wasn't doing anything, wasn't standing up, wasn't wasn't uh, 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 abiding by their own laws, but to protect their own citizens. You know, I thought that was... Um, I thought the Swedish women and the Belgian women should have been carrying uh, should have been carrying a handgun. That's what I thought. You know, they should have had that on them. Uh, I know they probably had restricted gun laws over there, but in that situation, I would have had the same attitude I have here. After government, you know, I'm walking down the street, and I'm not going to get any protection. I'm not going to get any kind of backup by the police. I'm not going to get any support by the law. Then you know what I got to do. What I got to do to protect myself. And I think every woman should have that mentality. It's one thing when you comply and are in agreement to share your DNA, even though you may not want to do that so much today. That's another thing when you're being raped. That's my take on it. Uh, um, I for some immigrant offenders, but the, yeah, that's what I mean. And that's where I have a problem with. So I have a daughter and, and a son. And if anyone did that to them, there would be a consequence to that action. Now, I don't know if I would be dealing with it legally or not. I would have to see where it went. But there, let me put it to you this way. It would not happen again. Okay. But I'm old school. I come from a different era of time. You know, we had a different mentality back then. Your family was to be protected. Your wives were to be protected. It was a whole different world. Today, it not so much. So the government allows that kind of shit. You know, it that's how it should be. That's how it should be. I even mothers back then in my time, even the women back then, if somebody touched their little kid, their little babies, ho ho ho. It didn't matter what you were. They had they had taken their ass out. That that gun, no gun, whatever they had in their hand, they'd beat you to death. <laughs> that kind of thing. So um Guns are legal in Sweden. Only hunters with special access get them. Well, you know, there are ways around that, eh? <laughs> so, um, 
there are ways around that, you know. You don't necessarily need a gun, but a pipe and a and a striker and a bullet will work just as <laughs> just as well. <laughs> there are ways. <laughs> but like I said, I'm not trying to get into any, any kind of violent activity here, but if you went to their countries and did the same thing there and you were a male, they'd cut your balls off just like that. One thing twice. So I have a problem with that as well in regarding to, again, seeing the scenario that's going on globally, seeing this kind of reverse discrimination happening. So why would I want to bring a child into a world like that? Because they're European, they're going to be condescended upon. Nah, don't think so. Or European descent, I should say, you know, because most of us from Canada and the U.S. are of European descent, most of us. So um, it um, it shouldn't be that way. And we don't have any government officials anymore. They're all on the take. They're all part of the WF. I think she penetrated all of them. You know, you get what I mean. Um, they got into the position, I suppose. And so, again, we're not seeing that happening. In the U.S., you see states here and there doing whatever in canada we have nothing zero and the conservative party is just as corrupt as the liberals and anybody else so we have nothing here so basically you're on your own here uh, the again i'm not sure about all of europe i know australia got hooped really bad too um i don't know but if we don't reproduce they will definitely well again reproduce and do what with them they're not going to have any advantage. I was watching a program in South Africa uh, about four months ago, you know, and I, when I watched it, I, I could have swore. I could have swore I was in Detroit. That's how it grew. That's how I grew up in Detroit at the time. I mean, I was in one of those neighborhoods where uh, colored people and non-colored people uh coexisted because we all knew we were poor and we were slaves but uh when i saw the same scenario uh, again almost 40 years later almost 50 years later i couldn't believe what i was seeing same shit same rerun all over again and again when you looked at the those of dutch descent that were there they couldn't get a job they couldn't get any opportunity there was no break for them the government had gone completely apeshit and reversed everything over so that now if you were of color, and again, same thing they did in Detroit, if you were a woman of color, you got priority because you killed two birds with one stone. You, you fulfilled the female part of it and you filled the uh, racial part of it. If you're a Caucasian woman or European descent, you were the next one that they would hire. Then they would hire a Negro man and then the Caucasian got whatever was left. So again, if we don't breed... Uh, again, uh, trust me, they're not going to be breeding much longer either. They can't afford to have those kids. There's only so much of an opportunity. And I do think that a lot of the European, those Europeans are going to segregate and separate, you know. And, as, and again, you're seeing this in other parts as, as well, Caribbean. You're seeing the same thing going on there. And again, it's color on color. So this is going on everywhere. So again, if you're poor, it doesn't matter what color you are, they're going to try to eliminate you so they can take over the resources. They're doing that here with the natives already in Canada. But in the rest of Europe and again, the U.S., if if this trend keeps going, uh, like I said many a time before on the show, 
In the past, I've seen where they brought in a slew of immigrants and then they kicked out Canadians that were working government jobs or whatever just to give them the job. So again, you know, bring a kid in here for what? For what? You know, so they can be abused, no life, no opportunity, live in destitution, disease, not getting any help or any assistance by any government agency, uh, offer the how to commit suicide manual, <laughs> you know, that's not living. Uh, yeah, exactly. So don't say colored people, it's offensive to some. Well, I say colored people because I've never seen a black man or a white man, to be honest with you. I've seen the I see that as a means of categorizing cattle. So when I say colored people, I'm not necessarily meaning just dark-skinned people. I'm also refer, referencing light-skinned people because that's a more neutral term. Uh, if you're saying somebody's black, well, there, I've, uh, show me a black man. I've never seen one. You know, if you're saying somebody's white, show me a white man. I've never seen one of them either. You know, I have seen people of different skin tones, definitely, but no black man and no white man. Last I checked, when I look in the in when you look at a, a, a color configuration, crayons or paints, black and white are a little different color than what we're calling people these days. So I don't have a problem with that. And most people I talk to, most friends of mine who are dark skin or light skin, um, the uh, they don't seem to mind that at all because they get the fact that they are men and women, and that's how they should be identified as men and women, not because of a skin tone. That skin tone was was designed to uh, segregate and discriminate. That's what that was all about. So, and here we are still stuck on that mindset we figured we would have evolved out of. Uh, Tony, are you aware of this um, victimhood movement? No, I'm not. Uh, uh, always follow the money. Why are emptying those countries and exporting their people to the West? Um, well, there was something that came across my um, my theme there that uh, was called the Telegraphy Report. I'm saying it wrong, I'm sure. And what I saw in there was was quite alarming. And I'm beginning to see some things that I never saw before. Uh, we've been warned many a time historically about a specific organization within a country that would go in and decimate different cultures would go in broke and come out with their wealth about a hundred years later. So I think that needs to really be addressed without, uh, again, uh, throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Um, uh, <clears throat> well, I, I think what we're going to see here in the U S and Canada, they use the Negro race in the United States as a wedge to create discriminatory laws and practices and they did the same thing in canada with the french and i think these were this was a prototype of what was to come so that uh they made people of european descent feel ashamed you know of being uh, you know of european i mean you got people apologizing because of their skin color are you effing kidding me like you had a choice in the matter <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah i wanted to be a rainbow but it came out you know light-skinned <laughs> like really so like I said, the stupidity that we're seeing today is just ridiculous, totally ridiculous, you know. And I think they're also trying to create a wedge between minorities and non-minorities uh, after, what, 60 years of trying to resolve the, these racial problems with each other. Uh, it's only when the legal system got involved that 
it made things worse. It has always made things worse. Uh, they've never fixed the problem. They seem to create more problems at, in, in attempting anything. They'd be better off if they just left us all alone. We would get along and we would learn to associate and we would learn to integrate, you know. But what's going on now, in my humble opinion, is an invasion. It's a total invasion is what I'm seeing. Uh, and the people that are minorities within the countries now will be even more of a minority when this invasion is full on. That I also see as well, too. The rights and privileges that are here today right now will be gone because they will not be able to uphold those privileges for everybody. Somebody is going to lose. That's always the case. Somebody is always is going to lose. Um, and again, I'm not trying to create any hatred here. I'm just speaking a reality that has been going on for over 60, uh, 50 years that I've seen. I've seen anyway. Uh, it it doesn't. They they they're not trying to fix the problem. They're trying to create more of a wedge. And if everybody started looking at this correctly, that no matter who you are, what your status is, you're a slave. You're nothing but a slave. You're not in charge of anything. They can take away your financial security in a heartbeat. Uh, you know, it's all bullshit. All of it. All of it's bullshit. It's an invasion. And why are we bringing Africa to America or Canada or Europe? Why aren't why aren't there uh, uh, opportunities in those countries? You know why? Because the billionaires today have created this issue. And instead of spreading that uh, or getting these economies going into those countries, for instance, France suppresses about 15 countries in, in Africa. They control their economy and they've kept them in destitution. So for France to say anything about equality, then they need to fit, correct their own shit in their own backyard. The U.S. has done the same thing. Uh, the U.K. has done the same thing. You know, Russia's done the same thing. China's doing this shit now. You know, um, uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. The uh, I was listening to the Italian president, and she was making that comment about France because they're bringing these immigrants over to uh, Italy. Italy has no jobs for Italians, so she sent the boats back to France and mad at her. She's saying, well, you're the ones that are got, causing the problem in Africa. Go bring the jobs over there. Give them, their, give them instead of explo exploiting their resources, let them use their resources to take care of themselves. I agree. If you got gold, if you got oil, why are you telling a country, for instance, like Ethiopia, who's got oil up, up the ass underground that they're told not to bring up because if they tap the oil, it may cause the American dollar to, to drop. That's not... Ethiopia's problem is it but Ethiopia needs money to take care of itself and to develop again they're not being given the opportunity you know so uh, and and this is going on everywhere even in Canada and the United States they're telling they're paying farmers not to grow shit you know uh, why are they telling farmers not to grow shit because it would cause a price dropping who would lose the who would lose financially there? Those at the top. But those at the top don't realize that the price is low enough, then people will buy more of it. Um, yeah, for sure. For sure. So, again, when we're looking at a lot of this bullshit that we're seeing here, it's not, you know, you know how they say that we got a population problem and we're reaching a point where we're exceeding our ability to, to have resources? 
That's not true at all. I just mentioned certain certain um, uh, things that are being suppressed. You know, when farmers are told not to grow things, and then you go to other countries who are trying to develop, and they're being again their resources are being suppressed so that the countries that are controlling those countries can steal their resources. You know, imagine if Africa could feed itself. Imagine if you could take to Central Africa, produce enough food to supply Northern Africa and Southern Africa. And imagine if the Northern Africans were able to control their oil reserves and sell the oil on the open market. Imagine if South Africa could also, again, manage the, the commerce businesses, establishing business all across Africa. The, con the continent would be completely self-autonomous, wouldn't need anybody, okay? Wouldn't have to send their people to Canada or anywhere else. The reason why they're sending them to Canada and everywhere else is because Canada has conquered uh, those countries by lending them money and now in exchange they're getting slaves. That's all it is. When a country lends another country money, it's so that they can buy slaves from that country, bring them over for cheap labor, and undermine their own people uh, from making their, the wages they need to exist. That's all this is about. has been about. Have you folks noticed that Elon Musk is pretending to be a good guy, another faker like, well, that's true. What shortages? Amazing how anyone can believe it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. There are no shortages. It's just that the billionaires are controlling the uh, flow of those resources and they're shutting them down whenever they want to. So all of a sudden we have a shortage. We don't have a shortage. What we have is the inability to use what we have efficiently. Why aren't we using hydrogen instead of petrol? Why are we bringing an electric car that, that we don't have the means to supply the power to? Again, it's really stupid. Why are we suppressing countries from, you know, again, pulling oil out of the ground or gold or whatever they have? Because if they pulled all the gold out of the ground that's available in those countries, it would devalue gold to a point where it no longer will have any real value to it. And again, you can no longer beat somebody over the head because you've got all the gold or you control the gold. See, so we got things happening here that's all bullshit again, you know. Uh, as far as what this planet can hold and what it can do, it could probably do a lot more than what they're saying. Um, uh, so uh, overpopulation is a huge lie. There are so much land and resource in this world. It's a program virus that there's no... You know what? That's true. If you look at Canada alone, just looking at Canada, we have the second largest land mass in the world today next to Russia. And we only have about 28, 28 million people in the country. <laughs> so much for that, you know, so much for that. Um, psychopath, narcissist, victim, okay. Uh, okay, I'll have to look it up. I, I've never heard of the victimhood movement. Um, uh, so... Preserve Canada's land off of the population. I, you maybe. <laughs> I think to preserve Canada's land, we need to get rid of the politicians. Get rid of Parliament, you know. I think we'd be better off without them. Uh, and then the next thing we get rid of, uh, oh, I think that's the plan. Okay, yeah, I, I agree. I think the next thing we need to do after we get rid of the politicians, get rid of these bioweapons factories that we've got building in Canada. Get rid of, get the one out of Quebec out here and stop the one from 
DC from being built. Uh, it's it's all bullshit, all of it. You know, I we do we should not be a part of this um, of this uh, agenda to uh, genocide or planicide planicide a population. You know, uh, we can't um, we can't we shouldn't be a part of that. You know, so. What we're looking at today in regarding to all that's going on and how Canada is playing a, a key role in a lot of this shit, that should stop, period. Canada should have nothing to do with anything in regarding to what what is happening. You know, in the end, Canada loses. Canadians lose. Uh, they will kill every single Canadian and make, make this a natural recourse landscape entirely, okay? Uh, primary water, it's everywhere. If you dig deep enough, there's no shortage of water or crude oil. They both produce in abundance deep within. Okay. Just, uh, under 40 million in population, not even 40 million. There, we don't have 40 million. Shit. They just, they killed about 7 million people with these jabs. We're closer to 28 million again. Um, well, I don't think they're grim thoughts. I think your thoughts are are reflective of what's really going on. So, uh, yeah, I don't think you have a problem with the way you're thinking. You're just seeing what what really is going on here. Um, Gaddafi drilled um, for prime water and throughout the central banks. Yep, that's why they killed him. That's why they killed him. Um, heard today, Ontario government will kick back. 6,500 for a 9,000 new electric furnace installation. So stupid. Electric furnace? Are you kidding? Uh, entirely. Well, uh, like I said, if you look at what's going on here, and I can talk from Canada's perspective, and I can talk a little bit from other countries' perspective, because I get people that uh, contact me from different countries, and we talk about different issues. I am talking to somebody in Japan and they're talking by 2025, they're going to have these smart cities all over Japan and uh, the digitizing of Japan and so forth and so on. And then when we're looking as well at the, um, um, just looking at today's statistics about Japan, by 2025, I think like 40 or 50% of the population is going to have Alzheimer's. I wonder where that came from. Uh, yeah, well, I'm the same way. I'm a realist as well. I don't look at things. I have an optimism when I see a solution. You know, I'm not seeing any real solutions right now to Canada unless there's a, unless the provinces secede from the confederation. I don't see any other solution at this point. You know, um, I think they know you're on the live stream, Tony. Every time they call, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, and I've also mentioned to people that do come over, if they come knock on the door or, or uh, call a couple of times, you know, I'm not here. You know, I'm on the, I'm on the show and I'm not going to answer the phone or answer the door. So it uh, they can call back or whatever. Tony, do you think the hurricanes, uh, Fiona was, yeah, definitely. Um, oh, there he is. Oh, I didn't see him. Oh, hey, there, there's Alex. Hey, how you doing? This last storm bomb we had here in uh, North America, um, that was all geoengineered. When Texas is feeling a temperatures of, of five above, that doesn't happen in Texas. 
you know, we got down to minus uh, 17, which is like, um, what, zero or one degree above. And then we had um, minus uh, 32 Celsius of uh, wind chill. That was not normal here. You know, that's more Alberta's weather. You know, Alberta's like minus 32. Then you get the wind chill on top of it. So, again, when we're looking at the, um, when we're looking at the, uh, this whole weather thing, none of our, none of the weather that we're dealing with is of any real value. Uh, not any value, but not, not, it's not normal. Not, it's not, uh, it's not regular weather. I had to throw out 60% of my supplements today after reading the small print. I had silicon dioxide. I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not just silicon dioxide, aluminum lake, titanium dioxide, uh, artificial natural flavors, which could be aborted baby proteins, TVP, HVP, AVP, all soy, uh, MSGs in there. Some, some of them. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, they've allowed you to have a health food store with unhealthy products. <laughs> and I've been saying that for a while, you know, um, so, you know, uh, it, um, that's why I posted on my shows to go to a pure bulk, uh, order it in powder, uh, and then again, put them together yourself, get your gelatin capsules or mix them in whatever mix you want to mix them in and use them that way. This way you now have the control. And from what I've seen so far, they seem to be clean. So again, um, I've had some people tell me and complain about some of the stuff uh, and I tell them contact the company. They're usually pretty good. Uh, we had a half a storm yesterday. First time, uh, of this ferocity in over 40 years on this farm. So violent, it was written off my car. What'd you do to your car? <laughs> You're supposed to drive it on the road, not in, not into trees. Uh, <laughs> Fake community of self, uh, sellout police state. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm not sure where he's at. Uh, the health food industry is very disappointing. It even just got, yeah, it is today. You know, I'm one of the few people out there warning people about the supplements and about the toxicity of these supplements and how they have taken certain supplements and then, um, conflicted them or created a, um, a, uh, contamination problem. So, we're no longer getting the stuff we got 50 years ago where they were cleaner and they actually worked. Uh, so that's is why I, again, I warn people about this. So sun, no sun here since it's 22nd December, all gray. Yep. Um, we had a little bit of a break yesterday here, uh, probably for about two hours. That's about it. And then we're back to this shit again. So, um, the hell was the size of a cricket balls, cricket balls. Hey, you could have collected them, deep fried them, and had a stand and sold them. <laughs> they watch you eat crickets, right? <laughs> Cricket balls. <laughs> They're doing everyone in with their manipulate. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, this is why in the United States, they're not really pushing the gun thing so much. Because, okay, let's say you got a, a, a suburb or whatever, right? And you got these diehard gun lovers. They're not letting go of their guns for no reason. The only way you're going to get their gun is if they're dead. That kind of mentality. Well, you don't need to worry about going in there. You can either hit them with a drone strike or you can hit them with a frequency assault or you can hit, change the weather. 
All of a sudden, you got all this flooding going on, and the house has got 10 feet of water in it, and the guns are underwater. Guns are, guns are useless at that point, right? So, you know, then they can move in with whatever they want to move in to take whoever out they want to take out. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. Having a gun today in the United States means nothing. If you think your gun is going to stop a drone, you better have a shotgun because there'll be about 50 of them coming at you at one time. Uh, there you go. You can play cricket with the cricket balls. There you go. Uh, we're supposed to be in a summer. We're supposed to be in summer, and it's been raining since early morning. Yeah. Well, we're supposed to be in winter here, and now we have rain and fog. We should be having some kind of snow, but we're not having that. I'm not complaining about that part of it. But the rain coming down isn't even rain. It's a biochemical soup, a nano-loaded garbage is in the, in the rain. So I got a buddy of mine in the Netherlands, and he checks the rain out, and he sees these little machine-like animals crawling around in the raindrops. So like I said, the next assault will be an uh, aerial assault. Yeah, well, you know what? If you if you can get all of a shotgun, I would tell you to do so. Um, you know, these guys have showed there was this thing called Fallen Angels. It's a little uh, you can see it on YouTube. They show you a little uh, uh, trailer, and they have a drone swarm coming down. And I'm looking at this. These guys got their automatic guns and they're shooting at these things. They couldn't hit the backside of a barn. Even if you do take one out, three more will come, are coming at you. Before you get your sight on them, you're done. You got a shotgun. Well, you got a spread. You can take out about five of them at one time. You don't even have to aim. You know, wrong gun for the wrong enemy. Uh, Multi-passive, multi-layered, systematic, slow killing of the world population while entertaining them. You will be dead, but you'll be happy. There you go. <laughs> you'll be dead, but you'll be happy. Um, I am in the Hunter Valley. Okay, I'm not sure where that is. Okay, I, uh, okay, sometimes it can be funny. Or, okay, here we go. All righty, so we're looking at a lot of things happening in our circumstances. Um, let me see here. Uh, you eating sweets while doing the shows? It sounds while, uh, sound while talking horrendous. Bye. No, I never eat nothing when I do the show. Temples of Serenity. Um, uh, small few who control them. Okay. Experimental drugs, fearful delusion. Okay, not that. Okay, let me see what I had here. Oh, I was listening to, uh, somebody sent me this thing by Body Electric, uh, 1984, by a group called Rush. So I was listening to the lyrics or, or reading the lyrics, and they're talking about AI. They're talking about AI. They're talking about an operating system, and then they reflect that the AI seems to be uh, seems to be effeminate, bows his heads and prays to the mother of all machines. And I looked at that, and I kind of, I kind of um, was contemplating that. You know, the the, the first the first um, the first AI Barbie doll we saw was Sophia which was a female or of a feminine, I shouldn't say female, of a feminine design. It probably sounds better, probably more accurate. A feminine design. And they were um, presenting this regularly, you know, uh, 
Well, I, you know, a fembot, I wouldn't call her a fembot, a feminine design. You know, it's, I like that term better. Um, it's, again, it's designed to look like a woman. Uh, so anyway, um, when we looked at that, we got a taste of artificial intelligence. We got the Barbie doll version. We're not getting the real AI. And then I was reading somewhere the day that Israel was going to try, try to control AI. <clears throat> Israel is going to be in for a hard, hard lesson. Nobody can control artificial intelligence. It's already somewhat sentient and has been on its, and it has been running amok for at least 11 years without anybody knowing what's up and down. Uh, um, so when we're looking at the, um, so we're looking at that aspect of, and they got to remember that's 1984. They're singing about technology. Computers were not that, 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 if, I think what we're, where we're at, 286 at that time. 286 operating system had maybe eight megs of RAM in the computer and had maybe a hundred megabytes of storage data. They used to tell us, oh, we'll never fill that up. We'll never fill that up. <laughs> you know, so they're singing about artificial intelligence and giving it a feminine design. 1984. What did they know? You know, uh, well, you know what? She may that may be the name of a god, if you want to call it a god. I I would probably say all those gods of yesteryear or yester whenever were nothing more than operating systems at best. Uh, yeah, they did. They did. They knew a lot. They already had a lot of this by the by the year nineteen fifties. In the nineteen fifties, they had a lot of this. 60s and they've been developing it ever since so here we are today um uh the um anyway i wanted to talk with someone's up here now about this bird thing okay we're long they were looking at someone was doing a, a thing about the birds being spyware and now the cia has put birds in there apparently a document has come out now um is that possible I think so. Uh, some people tell me that they see birds flying in their neighborhood, like in a pattern. Could be you're being used, they're using these UA, what they call UAVs, unmanned flying, uh, unmanned aerial vehicles, to look like uh, or mimic the environment. So if you see something flying about in a certain specific aerial pattern, could be some spyware looking down on you, you know. Where their tech may not be able to see, uh, they got other drone, other drone-like technology that can uh, go to those places. Um, yep. Yeah. Did you? Um, hold on. Let me see if I can play this. Give me a second. I gotta find it now. Where is it? Okay. Let me play this real quick. Let uh, you guys hear this. Okay. Here. Hold on. Here we go. Many of you have jokingly claimed that birds are not real, 
But did you know that the CIA has recently declassified documents proving that over two out of every ten birds in the sky is in fact an unmanned aerial drone designed to surveil the population and map us using Wi-Fi and Bluetooth inside of our phones? These declassified documents go on to claim that not only did the CIA continue its program after World War II, but the program sped up. Furthermore, the documents go on to claim that due to recent events, with consideration of the public's awareness of the program, that much of the funding has gone towards disinformation campaigns used to quell the social awakening to the CIA's unmanned aerial bird program. In conclusion, it is actually a fact that many birds are not real. Imagine that. And that's what's in the air. What about the ground? You know, what about the ground? Uh... You know, and they're saying that a lot of these birds, a lot of these birds are mechanical or electromechanical, and they charge up by sitting on the power lines uh, that we see along the highway. All those birds are sitting up on those power lines are getting a charge. They're charging their batteries with it. And one rumor was, not rumor, one thing that was being stated was a reason why we had this shutdown so that the U.S. government could go get these birds and put new batteries into them or replace them. Then I have seen as well where a flock of birds sit on a wire and there's a discharge from the transformer wiping out all the birds. Now maybe perhaps what was really going on um, was that one of the birds grabbed the uh, wire too tight and created a short. And when it created that short, it ran a charge through that, that mimetic or that UAV, and it fried all the other birds that, again, uh, were on the same line. Um, well, maybe it could do that too. I mean, with frequencies today, with, the, with all the nanites in the air, there's a lot they can do. If they can alter the weather, if they can change the weather just by bouncing frequencies up in the sky and creating tor tornadoes, hurricanes, tsunamis, you know, uh, I'm sure if you did a little digging in, a, in the patents, um, Google patents or free patents online, you may actually find some of that information there as well, you know. Um, um yeah uh, they will be uh they will loom real inside oh they will loom real inside okay look oh look okay uh lay sets of squirrels are uh pickled too yep um yep so again don't think for one minute. Okay, you know how people say, well, we're going to go off grid. We're going to go off grid. We're going to go off grid. If you go off grid, you better make sure there's no, um, there's no tracing device with you. No cell phone. If you're taking a computer with you for a database, make sure you disconnect all technology 
that has to do with Wi-Fi, Li-Fi, or, uh, or uh, airport, all that's got to come out. If I'm taking off with a group of people, for instance, and we're going to go off-grid, and someone says, I'm bringing a cell phone with me, at that point, right then and there, I split. I separate myself from that person. He, that person has now become a liability. Okay. If you are planning on doing anything like that, where even if you don't go off-grid, but you're staying within the confines of your, of your environment, but you are now going to disassociate yourself from the environment, within the environment, then all that tech, any trackable tech you have, has to be removed. Has to be removed. Cell phone, iPads, computers that have connections to Li-Fi and Wi-Fi has to all be disconnected. Has to go. Hey, I took control of my phone and messed it up. I had to turn it off, uh, turn to turn off and turn it on. Mine got affected by the AI and I took a hammer to it. No more problem. <laughs> yes, it's scary. I asked an electrician. He told me. Wires are separated, uh, separated as they save money. It's not insulating them and told me it's strange if a bird gets fried on a wire. Exactly. Uh, Tony, I just watched two seasons of Revolution. Yeah, that's a pretty good show. They tell you about the nanites in there, don't they? You know, uh, quadrillions of these things came up in 2014. I think everyone would be very interested in watching this from an EMP blackout plague, starvation, AI wars, and splitting up the U.S. and all. Yep. Definitely have your spidey sense of signaling, even monitoring, mentioning um, Flynn as one of the characters. Just watch it. Uh, just like just like a majority of the... Uh, yep, i seen it. i seen that about two years ago. Um, I was going to record it, actually, because... Um, and what was interesting, the, the nano control over the power grid... Uh, the military had installations underground where they were not affected by what was going about on the surface. And they couldn't use any of their military hardware. They had to fight fight the old-fashioned way, swords and guns, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, so if you're a good fighter, you survived. If you weren't, oh, well, so you. But they mentioned in there that there were over a quadrillion of these things in the atmosphere. And they showed how they were able to possess people as well. And the reason why they could possess people uh, as well is because you are already loaded with the material to be possessed with. Uh, oh, it does exist, but you got to go pretty far to to be off grid. <laughs> you do. You can do it, but I mean, it all depends where you want to go. I think today you'd have to be either underground in a mountain or a hill, um, someplace where you're heat signature can be uh, disguised uh, or, and you have to be in an area where, in my humble opinion anyway, in a higher elevation. You don't want to be low in the valley. You don't want to be down where, again, if they decide to hit you with a weather, uh, assault, flood you out, drown you out, whatever. And if they are going to be using drones and things and making, then making it difficult for them to get a lock on you, you'd have to be somewhere where... Um, you have to, um, where the environment would throw off their tech, you know. Uh, um, neural remote, depending on where you're at, 
If you're underground deep enough, I won't. It won't get you. If you're in the mountain, it won't get you. The copper and the iron content in the mountain will disperse any frequency. It'll act like an antenna, so it'll have a scattering effect. If you're underground, again, it has to go through whatever is in the ground. And uh, let's say there's a high calcium content or even a boron content, that too will act as a deflection. That technology is not that it's good, and it can they can. Um, they can bounce frequencies off the sky to determine what's in the ground, elementally, elemental-wise. But if you're in an area where, uh, and you're not broadcasting, uh, not broadcasting that you've left, you got a better chance of surviving it. It took the Chinese 25 years to find one guy they had been looking for. Uh, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Don't betray your tech if you if you gifted yourself with going off grid. Yep, uh, lots of people have been dying of clots, unexplained cancers, and heart attacks, and strokes on PEI. On PEI, really? Well, you know, I don't. You know what? I don't have to buy it. I can um, uh, send me an email, and I'll send you a um, where you can get a lot of this information. Uh, for next to nothing. <laughs> you don't have to buy anything. <laughs> there are ways, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I saw it. I saw the whole thing. I saw the whole series. I was surprised they never took it to a second second series. Well, I, you know, I, I, I didn't find it scary. I found it uh, enlightening. Because it gave me a better idea on how to prepare, what to what to really do. You're just not going to grab a bunch of stuff and go out in the bush and set up camp somewhere and live. You have to start you, again in everything you're thinking and doing. You have to look at where you're going, how much frequency activity is going on where you're at, what do you have that can actually shield you from the elements, what can shield you from frequencies. Like can deflect frequencies. There's a lot of things to take in consideration by going off grid. You're going to be living in a cave, or you're going to be living underground, or you're going to be living in a mountain or in a hill. You know, are you going to have some kind of natural shielding around you, like a bunch of trees, for instance, because trees have a, because of the carbon content in trees has a deflective effect. Are you going to have someplace where it can deflect your body heat? So there, there is a drone patrol. It doesn't recognize it. You know, there's a lot of things you got to look at in the whole concept there, you know. So I I, um, I never saw it as scary. I saw it as um, uh, educational, you know. Um, so, and yeah, there are underground bunkers that the military has, has abandoned. So if you can find one of those, they'll never find you. <laughs> <laughs> you're about a hundred feet below the surface. They're not going to be looking for you. Uh, every day, someone I know has been affected from death of one of the or the other. Okay, yeah, and expect that to uh, escalate this year. It's going to escalate uh, pretty bad. Like I said, they do if they do do the aer aerosol uh, assault, like I think they're going to do between February, uh, probably late January to March. We may see a major. Uh, uh, dropping dead, especially like we just saw the storm that just hit us across Canada and the U.S. 
What did they leave behind? What did that storm leave in the ground? What's lying dormant right now that's waiting for the spring time to come or for them to, to activate a, a microwave to activate it? You know, these are things, again, everyone needs to start thinking. And, and it, we're no longer living in sci uh, this is sci This is science. This is the, the, their war machine. Yes, yeah, so a download app for free. It's about 12 and Christ is awesome. Okay. I have seen the chosen. I think there's a new, okay. Uh, we need to invent our own. Yeah, that's not hard to do. Not hard to do at all. All you need is a coil, power, and a capacitor, and you're good to go. Um, um, so, yeah. So the, um, oh, boy, we got a lot of, my husband and I are trying to figure out, uh, figure out the best place to go to. We live in uh, at sea level. I was thinking East Texas till I saw a FEMA camp around there. Well, come on. They had a... Your part, the, the hotel's waiting for you. What do you want? <laughs> you can go in there, go into the laboratory. They can cut a couple parts out of you out, put a machine inside. Hey, what more could you ask for? <laughs> uh, you know. Um, they're not that good. Uh, they can actually heat up. They will act as a deflector towards some frequencies, but they're way too thin. So a lot of stuff will get through. Uh, what you may need to do is, you know, the best the best thing that blocks body heat is mud. Literally mud, you know. Put, put clay on your clothing and it has a deflective effect. You ever notice in Arizona and some of the hotter places, okay, you're in Texas, you know how a lot of the houses have that curved brick on top of the roof because it deflects heat. That's why they use it. Um, people are flocked in Texas, Florida, at the south. Then they can spray and uh, out a huge chunk of yeah, for sure. It, that's what they've been trying to do here in Canada, trying to drive everybody over to Alberta, so then they can drop their their uh, bio tech and wipe everybody out. Now everybody's in one spot. Uh, Sony's voice breaking up with just my phone. Uh, we've heard a ton of people more more into Texas. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. Like in the movie Predator. Yeah, you got to start thinking in terms of we're no longer living in the early 1900s where you, all you need is an axe and a gun. And you can go chop up a tree and build a log cabin. You can build a log cabin that has deflective effect against frequencies because of the carbon content. But you may have to put stuff on it in order to deflect any heat. Heat will betray you. You know, <clears throat> you know. Uh, so, well, yeah, you'll fit right in. You're putting mud makes a woman look sexy, especially if it's, you know, all over the place. <laughs> oh, look, <laughs> a mud demon. <laughs> you know. So, I mean, like I said, you got to, when you're looking at, when you're looking at that off-grid thing, not only do you have to have supplies, you're going to have to have some kind of tech, but it can't be trackable. You're going to need your databases, and you're going to have to understand how to build EMP, force fields, rail guns. You may not have enough bullets in a regular gun, but you can build a rail gun, and a rail gun, anything that's metallic and magnetic can be used as a, uh, uh, high velocity 
device. Let's just put it that way, you know. Uh, so I'm in Central Texas. Okay, okay, okay. Um, anyway, this will give you some ideas. Okay, you're not only going to have to deal with the wildlife wherever you got to go. That's what you need to study. Like in northern Canada, during the spring, you get black flies. Uh, um, I forget the. Uh, there's another one. All kinds of bugs that like to feed on you in the spring. And then you got the other uh, game there. So again, you have to understand that. And some of that game may not even be real or maybe may uh, having technical devices on it so they can spy in the, in the area. Like I said, it's a lot to think about. But if you're going to go someplace, the first thing you want to check is frequency load. If it's low and normal, it's a good choice. The next thing you want to look at is anything, any kind of shielding that can be afforded, you know. Um, okay. <laughs> we need a good about 5,000 volts, a coil, and a big capacitor that can handle the voltage. And what you do is you load up a capacitor, and then what you do is you short the capacitor, and you release a surge of magnetic, a magnetic pulse. So if it's strong enough, it can shut down. It can shut down your house literally. So you want to do that outside and away from everything because it it can disengage everything you have. You know. Uh, alrighty, it looks like we're running out of time here, and again, it went by pretty quick the second half. So anyway, um, if you send me an email or, or if you get on my Zoom, I can send you data that way, and you'll have all kinds of information to help you out in your your decisions and what you want to do and how you want to do it so I've, I've been sharing this information with everybody and i and i had put in one of my links a little while ago where you can go on my one uh cloud folder and get everything you needed from that as well so send me anybody who's interested in anything send me an email and i'll get you the data if the if the data is too big then i'll have to transfer the files and folders somewhere else or you can get on Zoom and I can just transfer them directly to you. All righty. At the end of these shows, I always say read the Gospels. Make sure if you go, go do go off grid, at least have the New Testament with you. Uh, but uh, again, read the Gospels. Read what Jesus had to say. Read what it was all about. Read the book of Revelations. Read the, uh, again, about the interdimensional wars. Get to know your covenant in the New Testament. Um, I always, I'm always mentioning, okay, in this about section, you got people there that are doing stuff to help you out. Contact them on anything you may need. They will help you any way they can. If you can donate to them, please do so. If not, don't worry about it. We all understand everyone's been through a tough time with all this bullshit. So again, uh, again, just share the show, share the show. And I also say at the end of these shows, um, you know, we're still here by the grace of God. Remember that. So until the next segment, to your health. Take care, eh?